Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. From KUNC and the NPR Network, this is In the NOCO, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Thursday, December 21st. I'm Erin O'Toole. A mysterious disease has been affecting some of our favorite furry friends. So we had to learn what we could about canine respiratory illness because, let's face it, many of us love our dogs just like people. In recent months, veterinarians in Colorado and other states have seen a sharp rise in this disease. So we sat down with Dr. Amanda Cavanaugh. She leads the Emergency Veterinary Clinic Program at Colorado State University. Dr. Cavanaugh, welcome to In the NoCo, and thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you for inviting me to be here. I'm excited to uh, share what we know about coughing dogs with all of your listeners. Well, we really do have a lot of questions um, because at this point, we don't really know a lot, right? I mean, we've heard about this rise in dogs with respiratory disease. It's now being reported in at least 15 states. How did you first come across this issue? We mainly noticed that when working in the emergency service, both this summer, but especially this fall, we started seeing more and more dogs with a dry hacking cough who we believed were coming out of group situations or community situations like boarding facilities or dog parks, who now had this onset of cough. And what many people call kennel cough, we call canine infectious respiratory disease complex. And it's a contagious cause of cough from different viruses or bacteria. And it happens in dogs and it's happened in dogs for you know decades, if not centuries. But there was just more of that caseload coming in that was a bit unusual. And and I do think we had quite a bit of a spike in that September, October, November range. And now that spike seems to actually be just anecdotally getting a bit less at this point in our year as well. Okay. Was there a point where it seemed like this might be something worse than the typical kennel cough? Clinically, most of the times kennel cough presents with a dry hacking cough. But the dog otherwise feels fantastic. They can run around and they're eating and they're active. It's kind of like you and I catching a mild cold where we're a bit stuffy, but we go on with our lives. Right. So we're seeing a lot of that. And that is our characteristic presentation of kennel cough. In seven to 10 days, it's gone and the dogs are perfectly fine. This year, we started noticing that instead of going away in seven to 10 days, in some dogs, it was lasting a really long time. Um, Not that the cough ever got that much worse, just simply that, you know, we were weeks in and sometimes months into having a persistent dry hacking cough. So I think we did start to see a shift in the length of the illness. And then for a smaller subset of patients, we also saw a shift in the severity of illness where they went from this dry hacking cough that was probably localized to the upper respiratory system, like the nose and the mouth and the trachea. Mm -hmm. And then they were developing this very wet, moist cough and getting very sick with fever. And and then we diagnosed them with true bacterial pneumonia. And that pneumonia was probably a consequence of that first problem that started, whether it was a virus or a bacteria that did a little bit of injury to the lungs. And then the secondary bacteria can come in and set up a pneumonia and and make a dog quite ill. Well, CSU has been working with researchers around the country to 
identify the cause of this disease and to figure out maybe whether it's a new variant of a common illness or something new. Um, what have you been able to learn so far? Yeah, the, the data is still being collected on that. We really ramped up our testing when we saw this spike. You know, if we look back over the past several years, usually you don't test for what started a kennel cough. Usually you don't submit a PCR to know exactly what virus that was, because by the time your test comes back, the dog is better and it doesn't really matter. Hmm. We only really ramp up testing when we do start to see big spikes, like all the dogs in a shelter start coughing or a big community of dogs start coughing like this year. Um, so that testing has only been going on a month or six weeks at this point. Some of the tests that have popped up positive have been our, you know, tried and true canine viruses that have been around for many, many years, like canine influenza and canine parainfluenza and Bordetella and mycoplasma, which are two types of bacteria. But based on just kind of a preliminary look at the data, there's not one particular pathogen that seems to be the culprit. Okay. And then with the concern of could this be a new pathogen or an old pathogen that has changed, not only are we doing those screening tests, but then we're kind of digging into the genetics and the DNA of pathogens that are inside sick dogs' respiratory systems, just to see if our normal tests are not going to pick up a new problem or are not going to pick up an old problem that has mutated in a way. Okay. So at this point, we really have still not a great sense of which bug was the culprit behind this. Do we know anything about how it's transmitted? Not until we know what the actual bug is, but I think we are all suspicious that it's contagious in the sense that a sick dog could pass it on to other dogs. And we believe that because many of the dogs coming in with this cough started out in some sort of situation where they were interacting with dogs that don't live in their household, whether it was boarding or grooming or, you know, family coming to town and bringing their dogs into a new household with, you know, kind of resident dogs. Um, so we're still suspicious that it's probably shed some somehow through the respiratory system and passed dog to dog. But until we exactly know that bacteria or the virus, it's a little bit hard to definitively say. I'm curious if you're hearing about how this disease is impacting animal shelters. That's a great question. And you know, I don't know the answer to that. You know, anecdotally, I have not heard that shelters are being particularly affected or that they are experiencing outbreaks. One thing anecdotally I've been hearing is that other businesses in terms of um, doggy daycare or grooming services are seeing a dip in business because I think people are just really nervous. Yes. And I absolutely can appreciate that, that folks are hesitant to bring their dogs into group situations and, and are instead going towards at-home pet sitting or, you know, exercising their dogs on their own. And hopefully, you know, as this seems to be waning a little bit as far as caseload, hopefully we can get back to being able to use these facilities. And I want to make sure people know that, you know, if a boarding kennel or a grooming facility had an outbreak of this cough, it doesn't say anything to their, you know, cleanliness. It's it's somewhat similar to bringing toddlers into a daycare where you can have the cleanest daycare and you can have the most stringent illness, you know, policies. Right. <laughs> but several times a year, all the toddlers are going to get sick because their viruses or bacteria that just shed and they shed before clinical signs happen in many cases. 
So hopefully we'll be able to get back to boarding facilities and, and back to the groomer because doodles need a good grooming. They got to look good for Christmas. <laughs> they do. Well, just bottom line here, we love our dogs here in Colorado. I have a couple myself and this uh, mysterious illness has really been scary. What is your best advice for us? What can dog owners do to keep their animals safe and healthy? Yeah. You know, aside from vaccinating, I would err towards keeping dogs out of group situations um, until we have a better grasp of what this could be or until it fully kind of wanes away and it's not causing a current problem. And then any cause of cough would be a reason to have your veterinarian look at your dog. There are many, many causes of cough. Some are relatively benign and will go away on their own, but some are quite deadly, like bad pneumonia or heart failure. And so I encourage folks that if their dog does start coughing to still see your veterinarian and get that reassurance that you know what the cough is caused by. Dr. Kavanaugh, thank you so much for sharing this advice with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for us today here on In The NoCo. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm your host, Erin O'Toole. We'll be back tomorrow with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado.